नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चारवक पॉडकास्ट दिस इज होस्ट कुशल मेहरा दिस पॉडकास्ट इज स्पेशल सो आई टेल यू व्हाई आई एम रियली एक्साइटेड अबाउट टुडेज पॉडकास्ट सो before i actually came online i was just telling manu that this is one of my podcasts that i had on my bucket list uh, and i'll give you my reason for that now i've done a lot of podcasts where i've spoken about kashmir about issues related to kashmir but if you look at it very seriously you know the irony is what is the name of the state or now the union territory jammu and kashmir and hang on we never talk about jammu everybody talks about kashmir even when 370 was gotten rid of guess what everybody was talking about what is the kashmiri perspective what do the kashmiris think about 370 what happens to kashmir if 370 goes what happens to kashmir if 370 comes back and you know if i was a citizen of jammu or a native of jammu you know i would be sitting in a corner and going on and say hang on boys and girls i'm here you know we're also alive we're humans and i think we're all responsible for that for at least you know me now i can say the charvak podcast is not going to be guilty of ignoring jammu the history of jammu and the people of jammu so guys i'm very happy to bring to you manu khachuria manu thanks a lot for coming on the podcast thank you so much i um, really appreciate uh, being here and thank you for inviting us literally you've invited jammu so thank you So Manu before we start today's discussion and when we are, you know we get into the nitty gritties of you know Jammu issues related to Jammu I'll request you to tell everybody a bit about yourself Uh sure Kushal um well um I I would say that my daytime job is that of a mother make that night time as well as every time in between but then uh, somewhere around 2015 I started this platform this community i wouldn't even call it a community organization it's more like a platform called voice of dogras and um, i'm going to describe a little more about voice of dogras but let me tell you the other things that i do since i'm based in london i'm also a part of some diaspora groups uh, who talk about the indian interests being in uh, uk and one of the organizations is friends of india society i am the general secretary for fisi uk and uh, this is my community work and at the moment i am also busy writing a book again it's uh, the context is jammu it's uh, to look at the uh, you know the dharmic idea of feminism and i'm writing that it's called mountain goddesses hopefully if i do my work uh, it should be out in a couple of months and um, then coming to coming back to voice of dogras rather that's some it's like my baby it's very very close to my heart and we have a very good team of uh, volunteers who are in jammu who are based in jammu so basically voice of dogras is a platform which talks about the jammu issues it sort of articulates and voices whatever concerns jammu might have and it's also a place where we try to showcase the unique culture and identity of jammu region all of us as you very correctly pointed out in jammu we have grown up with an acute sense of identity crisis because we've we've always been uh, seen through the lens of kashmir if seen at all or we've just been sort of you know it's a wide uh, you know a label for everyone living in jammu and kashmir that you are a kashmiri so who we are what our history is what is our uniqueness what is our culture the language we speak the dress we wear the food we eat nobody really knows about it so voice of dogras came about in 20 i would say 2008 i was a young mom uh, somewhere sitting in new jersey and then the amarnath agitation happened and that for me was a kick in the stomach 
literally because i was getting all the news about jammu you know and in 2008 you didn't have social media in that in that way it was not so big so you didn't have like i was at least uh, nowhere on social media so i was getting my news from ndtv and i was getting whatever online articles i could read and i saw a gross misrepresentation of jammu the picture that was being painted about jammu in the media be it the print media or on television was of a region which was extremely communal it was as if there were some uh, hindu fanatics who live in jammu and it all became about these hindus from jammu are you know uh, on a 61 day strike and it really really pained me because that was everything that jammu wasn't and that's when i got thinking so i had my babies were like really really uh, young so i had to sort of think and wait for some time till i actually started voice of dogras but that made me think because i was blessed to have a good education i thought maybe i could articulate there was nobody from my region who was talking and especially not in a language which uh, was selling these narratives which was english so i have no shame in saying and i think there is nothing wrong that in my region especially english is not the first language so people articulate better in either dogri which is our mother tongue or in hindi and that doesn't make the news that doesn't make the narrative so i thought that maybe you know i should start articulating because it was high time i can't sit back and just complain and whine and say nobody talks about us maybe it should be me and when i started voice of dogras because i had had an education outside jammu and kashmir because my father had a transferable job i had lived in different cities in india i literally knew no one in jammu except my own family and my extended family so i reached out to four people i mailed them and i said let's do something about it you all have had a uh, very good uh, education they were all placed in you know in different cities all over the world and i said let's just articulate let's just put it down in a proper way so that it attracts the attention of not people of jammu but people outside because they don't know us they can't see us i am sick and tired i was probably in primary school when somebody said when you you know when you get off at jammu tabi station you take a shikara to pakka danga which was my nani hall which was my maternal uh, grandparents place and it's ridiculous because if you know jim jammu uh, to the city to the interiors so i thought this is enough and let's just explain and we we started voice of dogras we have been talking about the jammu region its political issues its social issues we've been talking about the heritage we've been talking about uh, the discrimination the regional discrimination that jammu faces and that's what i've been using this platform for that's what my team has been using this platform for and as the name suggests voice of dogras we've been trying to be the voice for jammu no so here's my question i want to dig a little bit more about this aspect that you're talking about about the news and this is fascinating to me too and i'll tell you why i have immediate family in jammu as i told you you know my my dad side of the family i have immediate family members in jammu now it's very fascinating because it's quite a significant chunk of human beings that are living there in spite of that it is as if the news coverage in this country has totally robbed them of their individuality it's there, there is no jammu culture there is no jammu news and everything is about kashmir do you think somewhere down the line it's also that the society inside jammu has also 
kind of taken this as a norm or something? I mean, why is the news not covering Jammu as a unique entity? Or as, you know, one famous journalist in India, I think it was uh, uh, Rajdeep Sardesai who had once uh, normalized why Northeast is not covered because it is the tyranny of distance. Well, if the tyranny of distance is the logic, then Kashmir is Jammu se bhi dur hua, magar Jammu cover nahi hota, Kashmir hota hai, to ye kya logic hai? See, we've, we've been asking this question to ourselves and I think there are multiple reasons behind Jammu not being important for the media, for the national media. And before I go into this, I want to give you an example recently and how humiliating this experience has been for all Dogras of Jammu. Uh, there was this, I don't want to take names, but they were conducting a conclave on Jammu and Kashmir. And again, it was a it was a discussion, it was a panel discussion on Jammu and Kashmir. It was online, so you didn't really have to pay for getting any speakers from Jammu and from Kashmir or from the, usually the speakers are based in Delhi. So someone, I mean, when we noticed that on Twitter, many people from Jammu started tweeting and thankfully we now have a, a, a presence of uh, Jammuites on Twitter. So many people from Jammu started writing to this platform and it's a very respected platform that, you know, you don't have a panelist from Jammu. You have a Kashmiri Muslim, you have a Kashmiri Hindu, but there is no Dogra. I mean, you can take a Dogra Muslim, Dogra Hindu, doesn't matter, but, you know, you don't have anyone from Jammu region. And the platform reverted, even I had written to them, and the platform reverted saying, we will speak for Jammu. And this is a platform based outside Jammu and Kashmir. I, when I read that comment, I was like, this is what you've been doing to us. And you have been selling lies and you've been making money on Jammu and Kashmir. This is a conflict industry. This is a, it's a, literally like a narrative industry. And you, you have presumed that Jammu should not figure in. Jammu doesn't matter. We can speak for Jammu. No, you cannot speak for Jammu. Only Jammu can speak for Jammu because you have not had our experiences. And I'll tell you why the Jammu society has also been very slow. I've been thinking about this for a very long time now. First of all, when the very Maharaja who signed the instrument of accession, you know, I'm saying that you to to Kashmir to There is so much pride attached to, for all Indians, that Kashmir is ours, Jammu Kashmir is Taj hai Bharat ka, it's the crowning glory, etc., etc. But the man and the Maharaja who signed the instrument of accession and acceded this Taj, this crowning glory to Bharat, never gets a mention, Maharaja Hari Singh. He never gets a mention. And he was very unceremoniously exiled. So here is a state, here is a Riyasat, riyasat e Jammu and Kashmir, the size of France. It was one of the biggest independent princely states India had. Geostrategically, extremely important because, you know, our borders touch Pakistan, China, Afghanistan, Russia. Very, very important. You had a people, the Dogras, who are primarily a martial race. And because of that also, you know, we sort of missed documenting our history because we were busy fighting wars and battles. So you have the Dogras who, you know, we had so much chest thumping when recently when LAC, the, the things that were happening at LAC, yes, we Chinese ko bata diya and etc. But nobody in India knows that the people in the 19th century to have defeated the Chinese were the Dogras. There is a Manthalai standard, a flag, the Chinese flag, which the Dogras captured under General Zoravar Singh. And uh, you had Colonel Bastiram. So anyways, this great glorious history came to an abrupt end when Maharaja Hari Singh is unceremoniously exiled thanks to uh, the petulance and insecurity of Sheikh Abdullah and his friendship, deep friendship with Jawaharlal Nehru. 
So for a people who had lived under a monarchy for 200 years, who were used to having a Maharaja who was amongst them, who was for them. And let me very, very clearly say here that was the Dogra rule. The Dogra Jamwal rule was one of the most um, stable period that Jammu and Kashmir had seen. Because before that, we had the Sikh rule and we had the Afghan rule and we had the... Um, before the Afghan, in fact, the Mughal rule. So there was a lot of unstability. There was a lot of religious persecution of the minorities in Jammu and Kashmir. Then came the Dogra rule, which brought the most stability. So here were the Dogras who were comfortable uh, with that 200 years rule of a Dogra Maharaja. And though, despite being a minority even then, so the Dogra Maharajas were a Hindu, were Hindu Maharajas for a Muslim majority state, yet there was no conversion, there was no demographic change, there was no um, you know, exodus from Jammu and Kashmir, and it speaks volumes about the kind of rule uh, Dogra Raj was. Suddenly, you strip away everything that the people knew, you exile the Maharaja, you tell him, he was called to Delhi, Maharaja Hari Singh was called to Delhi with his wife, Maharani Tara, and they said that you can't go back to Jammu and Kashmir. So this man has come to Delhi thinking, Mujhe kuch batane wale hain, shayad kuch they pack him off to Mumbai saying you cannot return, lie to your people and say you're not well and uh, you are going to recuperate in Mumbai of all the places, leaving Jammu and Kashmir ki taro taza hawa and you send Maharani, Tara is also told because she was very popular with the Dogra, she said, uh, she was told you also can't go back. So she actually, there is an account in Dr. Karan Singh's autobiography that she uh, sort of flings herself on the bed, cries, and then finally goes away to Himachal, where she was from. So suddenly, these people had nobody to look up to. The amazing Jammu Kashmir state forces, which had fought these battles, the conquest of Ladakh, getting Gilgit, getting Hunza, fighting up, uh, you know, fighting in Afghanistan, fighting at 15,000 square, uh, you know, like in, in those mountain, those, those kind of military campaigns were unparalleled. You disband the Jammu Kashmir state forces. It took a lot of time to get them included in the Indian army. So we were suddenly fatherless. And you had a Sheikh Abdullah who had started a virulent anti-Dogra campaign in somewhere around 1930s, hand-in-hand uh, hand with British who wanted to sort of control this region. So we lost our voice. We just didn't know what happened with us. We couldn't understand that what was happening to us for the nationalism that we had shown, for that signing of the instrument of accession, what happened? We couldn't understand that why did the Indian army did not go up to Mirpur and Kotli and Bhimbar and uh, get back our land. I, I would like to say that people don't know this. They make a huge mistake when they call POJK POK because it is not, it's mainly uh, mainland Jammu, which is under the Pakistani illegal occupation. But nobody knows that. You, you get the semantics wrong. You remove J from there, even when it's mainland Jammu. The people living in POJK actually speak Dogri or Potohari or Gojri. So you, you make them Kashmiri. You just strip away everything that we knew. And then, of course, for it took a couple of decades and more for us to find our voice. And after that, we had a Sheikh Abdullah who quickly brings in Article 370, who quickly brings in a 35A. He quickly brings in such laws that you completely, completely oppress the Jammu region. The Legislative Assembly is full of Kashmiris. You don't have the representation of Jammu. And look at the look at the Legislative Assembly. Just look at the demand for delimitation. You have like 46 seats for uh, Kashmir. You have, uh, what, 37 for Jammu. So there is absolutely no political representation. You have stripped all of that. 
the education also i have to say here that even the education system in jammu was like not looked after even if you go into you know if you go into jammu city you won't find a great bookstore we recently on voice of dogras platform we asked this question to people do you have a bookstore can you get tell us your favorite bookstore wo choti si jo bookstores nahi hoti hain jahan aap jaake syllabus apni university syllabus ki ya college ki ya schools ki books that you get you will get books like that so you completely kill the culture of reading because people were struggling ki dal roti bas aa jaye i should just get some sarkari naukri which was hard to get because there was no jobs so we completely lost our voice and of course leaderless uh, the leaders that we had immediately after maharaja hari singh left koi nc ke sath national conference ke sath haath mila raha hai somebody is joining the congress so we had no independent voice there was praja parishad who came in between raised their voices and uh, pandit premnath dogra is one of those people who did a lot for the region so we just lost our voice kushal if we if i have to put it we just lost our voice and we are just getting it back we are just realizing and the fear is lifted i asked my father this that why didn't you speak up so my father of course was amongst those dogras who had to leave the state to run his family he had family responsibilities he was not getting a state government job a very very bright man but he had to leave jammu and kashmir to run his families and his you know he had to take care of his financial responsibilities so you lost a lot of there was a brain drain a lot of people left jammu region and lot of our cream is in the indian army so the the men or the the most intelligent people are in the indian army from the dogra community and they can't speak till they retire so all the articulation that we think that okay this is going to come from you know maybe this section of the society they will have to wait till they retire and leave the indian army because they just can't uh, speak against what the state government was doing etc etc so you you we've been living under chief ministers who say things like koi you know indian flag uthayega to koi uthane wala nahi rahega and you know all these kind of threats all these kind of narrative building nobody's listening to us in the media delhi doesn't seem to be listening to us nobody in india asks you know when jammu and kashmir happens i i i don't blame them so i do keep telling them that please ask where is jammu in your discussion in jammu and kashmir so this is what happened to us and um, uh, it's really really sad because it's like you took the good child and you said you know you are not bothering us so we are not going to really talk about you there is this naughty child kashmir so to speak and we are going to just keep pampering them and it's being a mother i can tell you this behavior or this um, way of treating a problem is not good because the bad behavior is you you're rewarding the bad behavior so it's just you're emboldening the bad uh, you know the naughty child and the good child is uh, invisible so that's that's what happened to jammu and you know when you said story of jammu it's actually an untold story i would put a byline saying story of jammu uh, remains untold yeah i mean i'm being very honest with you so many things even i did not know as i'm listening to you i'm you know getting consistently shocked and and now i want to get into something because you know while i was doing my research on this subject i came across one of the most glaring discrepancies is the distribution of resources from the state itself uh, this is obviously most of the data was before article 370 was repealed now could you actually show you know shine some light on that because a lot of people don't realize that as you mentioned rightfully that you know uh, con- you know the the revenue distribution as in let's say a state collects x tax now most people don't realize this because of terrorism most of your vat before gst or after that gst collection from the state itself was all from jammu 
कश्मीर में तो कोई बिजनेस ही नहीं होता रहा तो रेवेन्यू कहां से आएगा उधर तो सिर्फ रेवेन्यू पंपिंग होती थी रेवेन्यू जनरेशन तो कुछ थी नहीं उधर से उसके बाद भी वट आई नोटिस वॉज डिस्प्रपोर्शनेटली यू नो यूमंगस अमाउंट ऑफ मनी वॉज गोइंग इवन फ्रॉम दैट इंटरनल कलेक्शन टू कश्मीर एंड नॉट टू जम्मू सो कुड यू टॉक अबाउट दैट रेवेन्यू एस्पेक्ट ऑल्सो इन द स्टेट इट सेल्फ हाउ द रेसिडेंट ऑफ जम्मू आर हार्ड डन इन दैट एस्पेक्ट ऑल्सो Yes, I would love to talk. In fact, I've made a note of certain figures. I don't have a head for figures, so I actually made a note to tell you about this and to tell your audience about this. So first, let me tell uh, your audience because I think very few people truly understand Jammu and Kashmir. So this entire erstwhile princely state, it was made up of three. And after independence, let's look at that. It's made up of three big uh, areas. And before UT of Ladakh was created, it was Ladakh. the province of jammu and the province of kashmir now though we keep talking about kashmir kashmir is the smallest land area amongst these provinces now with ladakh gone let's just look at only jammu and kashmir so jammu is a larger area and kashmir is just 15% of that land area even if we talk i mean in terms of uh, uh, you know the size or the population and of course the last time we had a census was in 2011 and if you ask anybody from jammu they'll tell you it was a fudge census so i wouldn't go by those figures but to give you an example the biggest revenue turner for jammu and kashmir has been tourism now what is happening in tourism a, a very quick look at the jammu and kashmir tourism website their twitter handle you will see only kashmir you will not see jammu featured anywhere and it makes everybody feel that kashmir is you know uh, an area which is getting the maximum number of tourists and it is not so for example i'm giving you figures from 2018 okay so jammu saw 1.6 crores tourists kashmir saw 8.5 lakh and it's very natural because this is the difference people don't know when they talk about tourism in jammu and kashmir they think it's kashmir and to break down some of these figures for you jammu having received 1.6 crores where was this chunk of traffic going of tourists vishnu devi 85.9 lakh shiv khori which is a shiv shrine a cave shrine 15 lakhs uh, shardara sharif in rajori which is a muslim shrine 60.16.4 lakhs and having said that jammu is a region which is made up of 10 districts rajori is one of the districts so jammu is not jammu city it's not even jammu district there are 10 districts in jammu and i am talking about all 10 of them when i say jammu i mean all 10 of them so shahdara sharif in rajori 16.4 lakhs patni top um, also a huge number mansar 10.77 lakhs so chetgarh and araspura 0.84 lakhs so you i can go on it's like sukrala mata chichi mata chichi mata 8.62 lakhs this is right at the entrance of the state you know you enter jammu and kashmir and the first big temple that you will see is chichi mata then sukrala mata mata bala sundari all above you know 4.5 lakhs 1.22 lakhs sanasar 1.2 lakhs then there is a ziyarat sai mira sahib 4.5 lakhs sab milajula ke nangali sahib in punch which is a sikh gurudwara very famous 0.85 lakhs then bhadrwa which has 5.89 lakhs which was recently uh, again it was called some group from pune came and they uh, launched sort of um, in i think launched a coffee table book and they called bhadrwa region little amazing kashmir it's like you know i can't even tell you how insulting it is when you compare it it's like no you are just the little amazing kashmir ha huh? okay so 5.89 lakhs for the little amazing kashmir bhadrwa so ye mila jula ke 1.6 crores was 2018 now i'll give you a most current figure december 2020 as soon as there were some relaxations in the pandemic uh, you know the lockdown uh, rules the tourism that we saw in the state was kashmir got 13237 tourists this is december 
13,237 tourists. Jammu got 4,66,246 tourists. This is the difference. What happens to the budget? They have made, they have made some... Uh, uh, these development authorities, okay, tourism development authorities. So Jammu receives 872.7 lakh. Kashmir receives 2224.75 lakh. Ye difference hai. Tourists kaan ja hai? Jammu mein ja hai. Paise kisko zyada mil rahe? Kashmir ko milte hai. Patni top got 262 lakh. Pehelgam got 450 lakh. Now Patni top is also a place, it's a skiing resort. So it can be made as good as Pahalgam because we have all those all the things that you need for uh, skiing and we do have some winter festivals very shoddily done I have to say that similarly all the um, development authorities as far as tourism goes which means Gulmarg, Sonmarg, Manasbal in Kashmir they get anywhere between rupees 300 lakhs to around 150 lakhs in Jammu Surinsar and Mansar, two very beautiful lakes that need to be developed, they get only 140 lakhs. Bhadarwa, Rajori, Kishtwar, Punch, Lakhanpur, Sarthal, they got only 110 lakh. This is what they got compared to Kashmir. Even uh, Kushal, even for that matter, a golf course in Kashmir gets 225 lakhs and Jammu mein 145 lakhs. Milte hai. What? So, yes, this is the kind of difference. Dal Lake gets somewhere between 100 to 200 crores and Jammu region ki sari lakes milake and bahut sari lakes hai, mila julake utna budget bhi nahi hota. So this is what they've been doing. They're making they're making money out of Jammu region, but they are the budget allocation is such that all money is going flowing towards Kashmir. And wo bhi dhang se nahi jata because it's being pocketed by people think you know Bihar is the most corrupt. I don't know. I, I feel very uh, uh, strongly for Bihar on this. They think that this that is the most corrupt state probably in the country, but Jammu and Kashmir is the most corrupt state. So we've had a very, very corrupt administration, and this is the flow of uh, uh, funds that you can see and this is just tourism this is just tourism if i go on to things like what is happening with the jobs what is happening with the industrial sector the lion's share is going to kashmir and can i say a few more things about the regional discrimination let me come to a very funny example there was this fire and emergency services jobs that was advertised 90 percent jobs were for kashmir 10 percent for jammu Jammu mein to aag nahi lagti na, aag sirf jam, uh, Kashmir mein lagti hai. So 90% jobs for fire and emergency services were in Kashmir. Okay, only 10% for Jammu. Toll plazas, where you can earn money, four toll plazas they made in Jammu. Now they have removed the Lakhanpur just now, January, I think January 2020. Um, that they removed, they cancelled it. So four toll plazas, one in Kashmir. Electricity meters, they wanted to put that what they said was 35,000 meters in Kashmir, uh, uh, electric meters in Kashmir and 80,000 electric meters in Jammu. So, paisa jab banana hai, to Jammu se banana hai. Then there was a lot of halla. Jammu gets nothing without halla. So, when they did halla, they said, okay, we'll put these equal number of electric meters in Shirinagar city and Jammu city. Never address the issue of entire Jammu or Kashmir province uh, and the number of electric, the uh, differences in the electric meters. I'm just saying these, giving you these small examples to tell you that this is the kind of regional discrimination. Paisa hamse banao or paisa unko do. So this is what is happening. Even for jobs, you know, um, whenever they feel that Jammu ke candidates zada are, and this happened recently in the JK Bank, uh, they had conducted some exams and the entire list was cancelled because they wanted to make a point that they wanted to give the appointments to political workers and they said are jammu se zyada log aa and there was an uh, an audio clip which was made viral this this was being said by the governor sp malik the former governor he said ki 582 candidates uh, many were going to jammu so the entire list has been cancelled 
बिकॉज पोलिटिकल वर्कर्स अपॉइंट करने थे कश्मीर में सो दिस इज द काइंड ऑफ थिंग्स दैट आर हैपनिंग यू टेक द एग्जाम्पल ऑफ मुबारक मंडी पैलेस कॉम्प्लेक्स दैट आई वुड से इज द सोल ऑफ डोगरा हिस्ट्री डोगरा आइडेंटिटी डोगरा हेरिटेज इट्स बीन लूटेड थर्टी फाइव टाइम्स फायर आर्सन लूटिंग पहले तो शेख अब्दुल्ला टुक अवे ऑल द पेंटिंग्स डोंट नो वेर द मोस्ट एक्सपेंसिव ट्रेजर्स आर the archives i don't know what is happening to it all the important documents which has this amazing you know these uh, history of these battles that the dogras fought from different treaties to everything that's all lost wo kahan pada hai wo papers kahan sad rahe hain nobody knows that and uske upar se this mubarak mandi palace complex wo pata nahi kitne saalon se ban raha hai ya rather toot raha hai so even every heritage site जहा कोई देख नहीं रहा होता है दे कम दे बुलडोज इट एंड दे जस्ट इरेक्ट पार्किंग पार्किंग लॉट सो देर इज अ पार्किंग लॉट माफिया इट वर्क्स वेरी वेल अंडर दीज करप्ट एडमिनिस्ट्रेटर्स एंड देन एनी डोगरा एडमिनिस्ट्रेटर आई एम नॉट सेम ऑल ऑफ देम आर गुड बट सम ऑफ देम आर रियली रियली गुड एनी वन हु ट्राइज टू डू एनी थिंग फॉर जम्मू रीजन ही इज शांटेड ही इज नॉट प्रमोटेड ही इज सस्पेंडेड सो दिस ग्लोरियस हिस्ट्री दिस ग्लोरियस मार्शल हिस्ट्री was contained in a gallery the dogra art museum is just two little tiny little halls i'll say tiny because you have museums you have you travel the world you travel across india i mean you i love the patna museum for that matter you will come to jammu there are two halls dedicated to the dogra history there is hardly anything there it's a shame considering what the history has been this is how they've treated they it's a complete obfuscation of the dogra identity their history their heritage Yeah, but it sounds like it just can't be sheer corruption and uh, you know bureaucratic oversight. To me, this just sounds like bigotry. I mean, I, I don't know how else to explain this. I mean, why would you have a scenario where you are so openly discriminatory towards a particular you know set of people in an area? and you don't even flinch i mean it has to be coming from a place of bigotry otherwise what else is it exactly it is that i would call it that because you know when you talk about the um very unfortunate incidents of um, massacres that have happened the 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 kind of conflicts that we have seen in jammu and kashmir the kashmiri pandits having to flee the valley has anybody heard of the massacres that took place in the jammu region in 1947 it's not a part of anyone's narrative they were even worse than what happened in 1989 and i hate to compare i hate to compare because it's almost like you know you're trying to uh, have a competition between who is the bigger victim but i have to say this here that nobody talks about the massacres that took place in mirpur where women jumped into the jhelum kishanganga river you know pregnant women where women threw their children into the river and watched them their bobbing heads till they drowned and then you know threw themselves in nobody talks about the fact that these mirpuris went to nehru and said ki you know we need immediate help this is what is happening and he he couldn't be bothered nobody talks about it because we had the congress rulers for so many years and i'm not i'm not trying to be political here i'm just trying to look for reason that why would you not talk about it why would you not pay attention to these regions now we are talking about a state where these refugees from pakistan occupied jammu and kashmir and jammu city let me tell you is the refugee capital It has the maximum number of refugees. I think uh, it's the it's got the highest number of refugees anywhere in the country. So we've had refugees coming in after forty seven, sixty five, seventy one, and how does the state government treat 
the refugees. So the very people who came, they belong to that state. They belong to the erstwhile princely state from coming from POJK, coming from Mirpur. They were never given any full rights. They were treated so badly. And Sheikh Abdullah was somebody. So after the Dogra dynasty, basically, we had the Abdullah dynasty. We never had democracy. We had the we had dynasts in Abdullah's. So Sheikh Abdullah said, I'm not going to let these refugees come from Mirpur into Kashmir. Even the ones who were living near Muzaffarabad and Neelam Valley, which was Kashmir ka hissa, it was a part of Kashmir. He said, I'm not going to let them come to Kashmir. So all of them came to Jammu region, right? So this is bigotry. Why? Because why he did that was these were Hindu refugees. They were Sikh refugees. He didn't want to do anything with the Hindu and Sikh refugees. You had the West Pakistani refugees who came in. Why did you, every time we talked about giving rights to these West Pakistani refugees or the POJK refugees or the Safai Karamcharis or the Valmiki Samaj, as we call them in Jammu and Kashmir, Kashmir rose up in arms and said, no, this is about demography change. Please come on. This is the Muslim majority state, probably the only Muslim majority state in India. And every time there was a talk about giving protection or the due rights to these people, Kashmir rose up in arms and the center didn't do anything for so many decades. So Jammu knew that nobody is listening to it. Nobody wants to hear what Jammu has to say. And then because it became a conflict industry, which has you know, become the bread and butter of so many academicians, so many writers, so many authors, so many TV panelists. I mean, the kind of experts we've had on Jammu and Kashmir, there have been some who are really good, but the others have been a joke. We in Jammu laugh. And you're very right, Kushal, that you have to, you know, when you come from Delhi, Jammu pehle aata hai, uske baad Shirinagar aata hai. But they just fly past Jammu. They don't care about it. And I have asked this question to a NDTV executive, former executive di director. And I asked her, I said, why don't you cover Jammu? And she said, uh, no, uh, you know, it's not important. It doesn't matter. And I had to say that actually Jammu has, you know, the IB, the entire IB, the international border is in the Jammu region. Most of the LOC is in Jammu region. Very little of it is in Kashmir. We have the poorest borders. I come from a district. I come from Jammu district. My native village is very close to the international border. These are porous borders. We have infiltration. We have those, you know, tunnels being made. So everything is here in Jammu. We've been staying put. We've been fighting. We are the people who are the first ones to take that 60 mm mortar shells on our chests, literally. And you don't want to talk about us because we are not important, because we are not you know, throwing stones. Our youth asks that. The Dogra youth asks that. What do and they're, they're nationalists, they're patriotic, but and they don't want to talk in this language. But what else do we do? We are, it's, we've been banging our heads against the wall that you don't talk of us. When you talk about Kashmiri food, yeah, Jammu Kashmir ka khana, you talk about Vazwan. Dogra food bhi hai. When you talk about, and, and there is no doubt, you know, there is no, see, when I'm talking, I'm not competing with Kashmir. I, I think Kashmir is beautiful. It should get its due place recognition. I love it. It's, it's, I love Firenze. I don't want to say that I'm competing here, but I'm just saying, give us the right space. Give us the due space. Give us that voice. Give us that platform. Listen to us. Our, our remote areas like Punch, like Ramban, like Kishtuwar, like Doda, these areas are so underdeveloped. And these are much, much bigger areas. This just, you know, the districts are much bigger than the districts in Kashmir. The geography is such that a MP hota hai, the district is so big, he can't even reach his people. It will probably take him three days. I will cite an example of Prankot massacre that had happened in Jammu region. It took an entire day. And, and this entire village, the terrorists came, these Islamist terrorists came and they, 
literally hacked uh, almost i think around 28 villagers and it took a day from uh, for someone in the village to come down and to be able to say ki aisa kuch ho gaya village mein so that's the kind of geography we have we have the more difficult terrain we have those hills the shivalik hills and we have that terrain but we have no we've had no attention so it's 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 really frustrating and in fact voice of dogras the idea to start start that platform was also because i was noticing a lot of frustration in our youth i was seeing a lot of angst it was not being directed it was not being channelized now we have quite a few platforms we have many voices from jammu on social media but at that time in 2015 there was none and we just didn't know what to do how to bring attention to ourselves so that's that's largely been our story and it's a story of bigotry if you talk of one massacre and you don't talk of one massacre the other massacre just because it happens in jammu region it's like we've taken you for granted and there was this um, you know um, he's a wrong example but um, um i had i have i have talked to farooq abdullah here there was a book launch and um, i actually asked him that why don't you speak about jammu why do you guys keep talking about kashmir he said jammu kahan ja raha hai jammu to yahi hai so huh? there is i think yes so i think there is this idea ki jammu kuch nahi karne wala ye to acche log hain ye nationalist hain delhi ko bhi koi zyada farak nahi padta because it's not going anywhere so let's not talk about jammu let's just focus on kashmir uh so that's 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 been like that for so long but i but i hope that it's it's going to change i because so, so we are basically so manu is the leadership then telling you that look the heckler always gets the veto so because the heckler always comes and you know shoots at us blows some bombs then you know kills some people and you know it's basically shouting all the time and saying tune nahi kiya to main tujhe uda dunga tune ye nahi kiya to main khud ko bhi mar dunga aur tujhe bhi mar dunga so it's basically uh, the the establishment and i don't want to take political parties and names here because uh, it's pointless beyond the point uh, so what they're saying is that you know we will always since like you, you are right you know you're in a classroom so the most notorious student always gets the teacher's undivided attention because all the other students are like han ji madam ji humne to apni kitab nikal ke padhai kar li oh, bhai but that's not the way it is right but the other student is also supposed to be taught the other student is also supposed to be done but then in that case another subject uh, because you had spoken about representation and movement of people this is very interesting you know a few years ago we had this whole rohingya issue where rohingyas were coming into india now you know i'm sitting here in mumbai looking at the whole issue and i was telling to my head hang on even if these people were to be sent somewhere they should be sent to kashmir right you know after all you know there is something called the global umma muslim brotherhood so bhai brother brother go and stay with your brother but no they send them to jammu of all the places i mean hang on why would you want to stay with hindus man they have different religions according to you your religious text literally says you should go to hell why would you want to stay in jammu i did not understand that what the hell is so special about jammu that rohingyas need to stay there and not in kashmir you know kushal i would begin by saying that it's very interesting that the people who have been batting for the rohingyas and and i am somebody who is uh, volunteered for like Three years in the British Red Cross, working with refugees. So I'm not insensitive to the refugee issue. I was day in and day out talking to refugees from Afghanistan, from Syria, from Bangladesh, from Sri Lanka in the voluntary work that I was doing here in London. So I understand that. But let's face 
the fact that again the geographical location of jammu the sensitivity the the geopolitical sensitivity of this region the way this region has been the way the conflict has never ended the way external parties have always been in jammu and kashmir at any given point in time there are at least 200 terrorists operating in jammu and kashmir there is a massive radicalization of the kashmiri muslim youth in the kashmir province it's also sort of you know and jammu has been very lucky and it's also because its character is such that we've managed to stay away from this radicalization bit but it's very hard to control it now because now it's not just being run from the madrasas it's it's coming through our telephones i'm sorry the mobile phones and the laptops and it's coming to us it's it's right in our bedrooms that kind of rad radicalization so in that kind of a situation where the hindus are in a minority where the entire kashmir valley has been sanitized of the kashmiri hindus the only hindus remaining 66% of them in jammu region and that too they are not a majority in all the districts of jammu not in all the 10 districts of jammu they are um, you know they are they are sort of concentrated in a few like jammu samba kathua they are concentrated in these districts the hindus so now you have rohingyas which you're very rightly saying it just it's it's ridiculous that you have rohingyas coming in from bangladesh and from some have been from delhi and there are i'll give you example of two rohingyas who were interviewed and there was this article in uh, p gurus about this also when they were interviewed one from delhi said somebody from kashmir came to them and said ki why are you staying in delhi jammu and kashmir is a muslim majority state and you will be very happy and safe in jammu so wahan chale jao the other guy this other guy was interviewed uh, he said he came from calcutta so he said we were put in a train and said last station par utarna shyalda express jati hai from calcutta to jammu there is this shyalda express so uh, and i think himgiri also it goes from somewhere in the east and then yeah it comes last station is jammu and of course the last station is jammu so he was told ki baith jao and then get off at the last station and that is where you have to stay because there are some rohingyas there and almost i think uh, 13000 500 at least the last time i wrote an article in 2017 i would i would say i wrote an article about the rohingyas and which got me anuradha basin's uh, label of uh, sanghi because i said ki nahi nahi ye problem hai inko acche se kahin pe rehabilitate karna chahiye let's relocate them there should be a workable viable solution this they are, this is not right this is a ticking time bomb so they come to jammu who is doing that they get an aadhar card they get license they get the much coveted prc i can't get a prc for my children kushal because i married a man from bihar an indian citizen from bihar i married him so i my husband has no rights in jammu and kashmir if tomorrow i want to take care of my parents and come back and this is of course before the abrogation of article 370 and 358 itni itni open misogyny hai itni open misogyny hai and they have defended it this you know the saw omar abdullah has defended it mehbooba mufti the woman chief minister who is giving bikes and bicycles to girl to girls and girl students they have defended it the um, women's commission in jammu and kashmir i forget her name uh, the lady's name but she has defended it so they've all defended it and why them every feminist in india has defended it all the well known feminists in india have defended it so they will they will go blue in the face defending the rohingyas who have no reason to be in jammu and i appreciate that they've gone through a lot but i also know that it's a ticking time bomb we all already have a very radical uh, rohingya group i forget the name the terrorist group uh, we've already had a burmese terrorist killed who had infiltrated into kashmir in 2013 so the security forces are saying that this is a 
this is a da- danger this there is an imminent danger they have uh, made homes they have built little houses permanent houses in the land which is owned by the jammu municipal corporation in gujar basti near narwal in near chani himmat in jammu there are madrasas where which are being run they have acquired all these documents which i wouldn't uh, find it easy to acquire and then when 150 of them recently were taken into detention so that so as to you know relocate them and let me say here that it was just 150 whereas we know that the figures are runs into thousands um these uh, rohingyas are saying that nahi ab to humne intermarriage kar liye there is an interview of a rohingya saying that i have a prc but there is also a point that i have three children my daughter has now married a kashmiri muslim and my two sons have married somebody some uh, into married into a muslim family from batot in ramban district in jammu province so what is happening and they are settled the way they are settled they have been settled as they are sort of sort of circled the jammu city and they are also settled in samba district which is again a uh, a border district with a porous border the rohingyas have been besides having been caught in uh, petty crimes they have also been caught in human trafficking they have been caught in bovine smuggling they have also been caught in issues around cross border infiltration so can't you see that this is a problem how can you not see that it's a problem and again having talked about the rohingyas let me come back to my biggest pain i would say and my pet peeve uh, the feminists the so called feminists from delhi university from from new delhi from all these people who have come to jammu university and held these talks these lectures that they hold they never spoke up for the women of jammu and kashmir that you know this is a the 35a was a gender discriminatory law which said that because you have chosen to marry another indian citizen be it from bihar uttar pradesh from even himachal because a lot of intermarriage used to used to take place between the jammu region and himachal pradesh uh, because the ethnicity are the same you know the, the himachalis are also dogras so even if somebody is married of their daughter to someone in uh, himachal pradesh to a family in himachal or gurdaspur gurdaspur is also a very dogra um i would say dogra majority district uh, so they would be like you have no rights to the land or you have no rights to property and then they said then there was a case in 2002 sheila sani case and they said no no you can uh, you the girl can have the property but she can't pass in pass it on to her child so what's the point if i can't pass on my property to my children what do i do with that property if my children don't have rights in that state how can i come back if i'm the only daughter for my parents and or i am i'm the only child who can take care of my parents and i want to come back you are telling me desh nikala de diya the second i do the saath feras you give me desh nikala so none of the feminists raised this ever none of these media personalities these women you know who who will jump and say ki you know kya ho gaya all hell has broken loose never ever spoke for the women of jammu and kashmir this the very idea that matrimony is the basis for your domicile was uh, removed or was rather completely cut off from the books the legal books in england in in the 1970s the judgment said that it's the most barbaric relic and it's so regressive because you are saying that a woman ka domicile is decided by who she marries but our feminists never spoke for that but the rohingya issue you will have everyone speak for them i was reading a few articles about rohingyas if you do rohingyas in jammu all you get on internet is unke sath kitna bura ho raha hai where will they go they have been you know they have suffered so much i agree if they have suffered so much maybe relocate them somewhere else send them to kashmir kashmir is where all the you know their their uh, 
अपने फेथ वाले लोग हैं उनको वहां भेज दो जम्मू में ऑलरेडी प्रॉब्लम है वेन यू हैव क्राइड एवरी टाइम दैट यू नो वी आर नॉट गोइंग टू एप्रोगेट द्री सेवेंटी और थर्टी फाइव ए बिकॉज डेमोग्राफिक चेंज होने वाली है सो सिमिलरली द जम्मू हिंदूज कैन ऑल्सो से सेम थिंग so this is the this is the double standard that has been happening and it kind of makes you question ki is there a a greater game plan what do you want to do you have already removed the kashmiri hindus from the valley do you want to do something similar in jammu yeah so uh, somebody has actually in the live stream has asked a very good question so they have asked what do you think about the delimitation process in jammu and kashmir should jammu then eventually post a delimitation how much more representation should jammu then get in the valley according to you have you guys done some kind of survey on that i think that's what they're trying to ask i think i haven't i haven't personally done any survey but there are quite a few academics and intellectuals in jammu like daya sagar sant kumar sharma and you can look up their articles who have done a lot of research in this and it's in process so i can't tell you how, how many number of uh, seats more we should get but i am definitely of the opinion that we should be getting more primarily looking at the land landmass and the geography and the availability of uh, uh, you know services of communication these are the different parameters on which the delimitation should happen and even before the delimitation there should be a reconstruction a reorganization of the district administrative units we definitely need more districts so you have like this big huge district say कठुआ फॉर दैट मैटर एक्चुअली नीड्स टू ब्रेक इन टू टू डिस्ट्रिक्स किश्तवाड़ फॉर दैट मैटर और डोडा फॉर दैट मैटर इवन जम्मू डिस्ट्रिक्ट में मे बी अखनूर नीड्स अ न्यू डिस्ट्रिक्ट बसोली नीड्स टू बी अ न्यू डिस्ट्रिक्ट भद्रवा नीड्स टू बी अ न्यू डिस्ट्रिक्ट सो वी बेसिकली नीड नो मोर डिस्ट्रिक्ट फॉर बेटर गवर्नेंस for effective talk about limitation delimitation and also I I would like to say here that many people in Jammu feel that census should be not the population should not be the only criteria because and also definitely not the census that took place in 2011 because we believe it was fudged uh, there has been an exponential increase in the population of kashmir and only a 5% increase in jammu despite all the refugee influx uh, you know coming and happening in jammu so it's it's very questionable so definitely all the parameters must be considered and if someone does a judicious job there is undoubtedly jammu should be getting more uh assembly seats should be getting more districts there is no doubt about that so so then uh, a follow up to that do you think the repeal of 370 and uh, this correction course correction with 35a2 uh eventually would actually um, lead to better things for jammu in the future manu according to you we are hoping gushal we are hoping against hopes but such has been the um the bureaucracy the administration that it's so hard for any governor also if you talk to the people of jammu they'll tell you we have a new governor we have a, a very honest governor but the administration the tentacles of a very very corrupt and this has been happening for decades to come out of that to break that is very hard for example i'll tell you there is a festival happening and and another one jammu mahotsav which has been happening for some years they talk about the dogra identity they since we have been raising the issue so now they've been started playing these small games they say ha chalo hum jammu mahotsav karenge who do they get people uh, you know the kind of artists they get for jammu mahotsav they'll get people from punjab and i have nothing against punjab i love punjab i love bhangra i love giddha i've done a lot of giddha in my school years but the point is that we are talking about a region which is deprived of its cultural identity it's losing its cultural identity the language is getting lost you really really need to 
push harder to preserve it and promote it so you get local local artists are not promoted you will get these already very rich very famous punjabi artists and you'll get them to jammu then they are having a uh, event right now i think it's starting tomorrow it's called fulkari if i ask you an honest question kushal when you think when i say fulkari what is the state that comes to your mind when i say fulkari punjab punjab so they have called this event fulkari and we don't know like <laughs> why i don't know why and they say nahi hum jammu ko promote kar as a punjabi as a punjabi i can only tell you it's just our nature we kind of take over everything <laughs> yeah yeah no i could I, we could actually get into this uh, battle about fulkari because when i used to talk to my grandmother and great grandmother they used to say nahi fulkari hamara tha punjabi le gaye so i am not i am going to leave it to the grandmas but i have to say that i agree with you that today as of now when i say fulkari or anybody says fulkari you think of a beautiful punjabi woman you see the beautiful fulkari the pattas and the fulkari work and you will never think of jammu so now we are having a festival in jammu where some artist uh, and i do not mean any insult somebody called rohan preet i am not um, i don't follow punjabi pop music so uh, somebody called rohan preet is coming the festival is called uh, fulkari and the jammu tourism directorate is trying to convince us ki nahi nahi ye jammu ke heritage ko hum bacha rahe like how फुलकारी बोलते ही पंजाब लगता है वी वी आर सेविंग जम्मू बाय मेकिंग जम्मू पीपल स्पीक पंजाबी यस यस सी इट टुक अस नाउ यू व्हाट यू ब्रॉट अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट पॉइंट इट वाज ओनली इट्स इट्स बीन व्हाट अ फ्यू मंथ्स बैक दैट कश्मीरी एंड डोगरी हैव बिकम द ऑफिशियल स्टेट लैंग्वेज ओनली नाउ इट टुक 70 इयर्स 70 प्लस इयर्स एंड फाइनली डोगरी डोगरी तो एथ स्केड्यूल ऑफ द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन इट टुक अस व्हाट 2003 2003 वी गॉट इट इन द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन लड़ मर के बस में लोगों को भर भर के दिल्ली लेकर आए थे वहां रोए गए थे एंड आई कैन टेल यू आई वाज प्रेजेंट इन द सेंस दैट आई वाज इन लेडी श्री राम इन दिल्ली यूनिवर्सिटी एट दैट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम एंड आई हैव हर्ड उस्ताद अल्लाह रखा साहब जाकिर हुसैन फादर दे आर दे आर डोगरास बेसिकली आई हर्ड देम गिव स्पीचेस एंड उस्ताद अल्लाह रखा दो ही लिव्ड इन मुंबई ही लव्ड डोगरी सो ही हैज गिवन दीस पैशनेट स्पीचेस अबाउट हाउ डोगरी शुड बी इंक्लूडेड इन द एथ स्केड्यूल ऑफ द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन तो हमको तो लड़ लड़ के 2003 में वी गॉट दैट our language into the uh, you know schedule and then finally we got grogri as our official language just now us pe bhi ladai ho gayi us pe bhi ladai ho gayi because then we were being told ki why not punjabi and uh, why just grogri and kashmiri and we were like uh, you know there are more punjabi speakers in uk in london than in jammu but still theek hai and uh, nothing against punjabi as i said again or nothing against any other language or race but this is what it is ki humko jab thoda sa kuch milta bhi hai to there are 10 people who are who are sulking ki inko kaise mil gaya <laughs> you are like some so, more so, so, so actually it tragically comic comical but mm-hmm. uh, so be- i actually wanted to get into dogri culture uh, and dogra culture and dogri language but before that somebody has asked a very interesting question then do you think if jammu would have been a separate region away from kashmir it would have been better for them i think i'm beginning to think like that i'll be very honest so i am a i am a romantic as far as dogra history goes okay so when i hear jammu and kashmir mere sar ke andar wo bugal bachte hain and i see warriors i see a generals or our singh capturing uh, you know the conquest of ladakh and fighting the chinese and i have images of um, the general bad singh going up to hunza and fighting from the front brigadier rajinder singh who was the savior of kashmir you know he fought the pakistani 6000 pakistanis with 100 men and the last that was seen of him was he was lying there with a revolver having blown the uri bridge so i come from a race and i am a very, very proud dogra so i have this image and i think ye mere ancestors ne banaya hai 
this is our blood and sweat because let me tell you that the jammu and kashmir that we see on the map and uh, the pojk and the pakistan occupied i mean sorry jammu and kashmir which is occupied by china very conveniently sold by pakistan to china rather all this has been built by the dogras this has been the, the the territories have been consolidated by the dogras so when i think of a breakup even when ladakh was made a separate duty though i was happy ki 35a hat gaya mujhe finally as a woman i have got equal rights i had a tear rolling down, down my eye ki are toot gaya you know like something broke away from us but i am being pushed to think that there is no other way we'll get justice because as long as we are attached to the hip with kashmir we are just suffering if even after abrogation of 370 and 35a we can have a fulkari we can have you know we can, we are still justifying why dogri has been uh, included and made the official language let me tell you you said uh, you know it's like a dark comedy let me tell you about the horticulture department in jammu and kashmir so they have allocated the budget again uh, jammu gets peanuts jaise hame to adhikar nahi hai ki hum phool uga sake sirf kashmir phool uga sakta hai and what they did was this time there is this very beautiful place called sanasar and a lot of tourists visit it and we have tulips growing there it's again an area it's like a it's like a field which is surrounded by mountains and hills and they forgot to grow the tulips there this time yeah. after having advertised i don't think they, they more than forgot i think they ran out of money because sara paisa to phool ugane ke liye kashmir ko de diya so now they grew tulips only in some park in udhampur and they forgot this sanasar area which is really really pretty so you had a lot of people who were in the tour and uh, travel industry and travel bloggers who were like crying about it ki yahan phool ugana kyun bhul gaye but jab aapko mil hi rahe hain sirf moongfali de rahe hain aapko to kya ugayenge so actually we have no rights to flowers we have no rights to identity we have no right to having <laughs> even uh, firefighters bhi kam hai humko to kuch aag lagegi to we'll have to look towards kashmir ki bhaiya you had 90% of the firefighters are there we have 5% of the budget allocation hospitals and if you come to the hospital the the gmc jammu is a joke like acha khasa banda agar jayega wahan pe sehat mand wo bimar ho ke wahan se lautega they don't have basic basic facilities and i'm not joking i hate to say this about jammu because my my soul is there you know my soul is in that region and despite that it pains me it hurts me so this is the condition of our hospitals matlab my 70 year old bua when she broke her hip she had to be taken to punjab she couldn't be treated in uh, jammu so that is the condition of jammu like uh, i know i know things are changing in the sense that we have a new aims coming but really the people are very skeptical itna dhoka hua hai na hamare sath ki we are not sure what is going to come and keep these things keep cropping up so we have very little we have major trust issues major trust issues because of all that has happened with us so now let's get into a little bit of history and culture so so could you tell everybody a bit about you know the dogra heritage and dogri as a language and what's the state of the language how 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 much is it spoken or just like look i'll be very honest now as far as punjabi is concerned yes punjabi is spoken in punjab or in you know, some areas of delhi and maybe in himachal and some places in in jammu but let me tell you once kids move to Bom- in mumbai punjabi is not spoken in most punjabi households even if it's spoken till the generation of the children next generation they only speak hindi and they because they live in maharashtra they start speaking marathi so what's the state of dogri as a language and dogra culture as of now the state of dogri is like um, the absolute uh, existential threat 
because uh, as you correctly pointed out and here i have to give a shout out to all the people from south india uh, people from maharashtra bengal all those who have managed to do a very very good job with uh, their languages and uh, it is amazing i live in london and i see even families here their children speak uh, in native tongues in telugu in tamil in malayalam in marathi in bengali and i'm amazed and i think there is a linkage i i'm surprised about punjabi because here we see children speaking punjabi but i think there is a link with self esteem amongst uh, the dogras in jammu region somehow because we've been told you know that you're not important somehow there is a self esteem issue with the language so anybody speaking dogri unfortunately this is our own created and also there have been some systemic attempts to uh, make the people feel like that that if you're speaking dogri you are a pendu you are a grai you are a you're a, you know you're a you're like a village simpleton you should not be speaking dogri that has been um uh, there has been a very concerted effort to make you feel like that and plus if you look at the number of teachers recently again there were posts advertised for kashmiri language teachers and dogri language teachers so you had 122 kashmiri language teachers and you had five five vacancies for dogri so this has been a discrepancy this has been a a discrimination as well there is no independent dugar channel so we have no television so there is no platform for our local artists for our actors for our folk singers for uh, you know for theater you know even theater for that matter so we we don't have an independent dugar channel there are no platforms where you can possibly be showcasing because i have actually picked on a quite a few languages by just watching their movies i can i can understand bengali i can understand marathi to quite an extent so i've picked it up because i've been listening or watching their films or listening to their music and i've picked it up so we don't have that in uh, in, in uh, jammu region for dogri so it's in a it's a, it's facing a grave threat i would say and it's not been introduced in schools there has been a recent attempt to introduce it in some government schools sirf government schools thoda sa sun lete hain private to sunte nahi hai because you know if you don't speak english then you are definitely a lost case according to i, I just uh, sorry to come into i just have a question so i'm going to give you an analogy i remember watching a tv program where ramjet malani and lk advani were interviewed it was about sindhi language and sindhi culture and history it was in context ki partition ho gayi to unfortunately sindh kisi ko mila nahi so because sindh was not uh, sindh as a state le- was left in pakistan so the sindhis were scattered in india so they actually requested the government of india and the government of india dd actually had you know they formulated something called the sindhi sangat and the sindhi sangat then eventually came up with a channel uh and you know just to keep sindhi language alive by by the way sindhis are struggling to keep sindhi alive too but uh, is there any such thing or any such effort i i'm sorry to butt in but i had to you know give you this question so is there any such thing done by the dogra community as far as dogri music or dogri language music is concerned uh we have a dogri sanstha so we have some uh, we have the jammu kashmir academy for uh, culture and languages etc and uh, they've been doing a good uh, good i think they've been doing a pretty decent job but it's not enough even the dogri sanstha is trying but since they have no support um, resource crunch etc it's just not good enough there needs to be more of you know it needs to get some state patronage now that is very very important and as you said that if there are what are the artists doing what are these Uh, you know uh, linguists especially linguists and language enthusiasts of jammu region doing social media has been a boon social media has been a boon and uh, although we have lost our script so dogri had its own script which was very similar to sharda script very close to the sharda script so we've lost that script so there have been some on and off random attempts efforts to sort of renew the takri script it's called takri 
So the script is Takri. So you will see it on some signboards, not all. So on social media, you might see people from Jammu saying, why is this not written in Takri? This signboard needs to be in Takri. So these kind of efforts are needed uh, from institutional efforts, not just people who are doing it on social media. They're holding Dogri classes. Or you know, you have, I'll say, come on, Voice of Dogra's uh, platform and do a song for us. So this, this needs money also. This needs a lot of money. And plus, I'm not going to shirk off the individual responsibility or the societal responsibility. I think there needs to be a cultural revolution in Jammu region. There needs to be a renewal of pride. And that's what like platforms like Voice of Dogra's are trying to do. That you know you take pride in your history there is an um, legacy which you should be very proud of and the only instrument we all know you know the instrument for this culture for history is language once you kill that how do you take your culture forward how do you take your uh, you know history forward so both for history and for dogri language we've been asking that this should be introduced in schools because there are hardly any books now you might have you know people might get curious after this conversation and say chalo kuch book uh, Jammu region ke mein, and they will be disappointed that they are, there aren't many, uh, not from our perspective. So that's our fair and square. I will say that that blame falls on us. We should be the ones who should be writing. And uh, some of us are trying to do that now. So that's the state of both the language and uh, um, heritage. So it's very interesting. You mentioned the Takri script. It's like, I, I'll give you an example of Hindus in Punjab. So Hindus in Punjab never really use the Gurmukhi script. So the script, uh, I, I did not call this name what it is called. So don't judge me. It is called Lande. <laughs> it is literally called that. So But you know, the funny thing about that script is that it is It will be read as Lalaji Ajmargay. <laughs> so it's a very funny, <laughs> So it's a very weird script. And uh, lo and behold, I just found out a few years ago from one of my family members that you can actually file your income tax returns in India in Lande because it was the language of the Mahajans and Mahajani sare tax file karte the, so they had to accept it. Now it's very interesting because Takri is also used by Punjabis. Uh, so like in Punjabi, you have Gurmukhi, Shamukhi, Takri and Lande. These are the four scripts. Obviously, Devanagri bhi hai, magar it is not considered the Punjabi script. You know, Punjabis will always use these four names first and then, then they will talk about Devanagri. But again, I'll use the Sindhi example. Like there are great artists like Master Chandar. I'll give you an example of a great, great singer of uh, Sindhis. And by the way, Sindhis must be listening. Kushal, Konsa naam le raha hai? Tumko sharamani chahiye, mujhe nahi aati hai. Master Chandar is a great singer. So Master Chandar basically after partition came into India, he wrote some beautiful Sindhi renditions. You know, talking about the partition, about the emotion of partition and many other things. You know, he, he basically uh, explained the pain. So now who are these good Let's say if I want to listen to their music, right, uh, Dogri uh, in Dogri language and you know Dogra artists. So could you then maybe you know point us out to some places where you know maybe I can go and start listening to folk music on YouTube and at least make that popular. Yeah, uh, first of all, Kushal, we also use Lande, and that's for uh, bookkeeping. So I think that's yeah. connected with the margin. I've seen yeah. my great grand. Father, maternal great grandfather who used to uh, live in a small town called Riasi, very pretty town. So he used to do his bookkeeping in that. So we've seen uh, it being used for that. Um, now coming to the Dogra artists. Now let me complain first, and then I'll uh, direct you towards the artists because we have some. We've had some very famous ones who unfortunately uh, sort of abandoned us, or they felt that there are no points. 
baat karne ka because they also never got acknowledged by jammu and kashmir and it could be because they came from jammu region so the very famous and very well known pandit shivkumar sharma the santur is a dogra and uh, as a as a matter of fact i just told you that zakir hussain is actually dogra ethnicity and uh, though not him but ustad dallara ka his father used to do a lot uh, for the dogri language but now as of now we have surat singh we have uh, a lot of folk groups which are which which have you know who have their own um, youtube channels so you have uh, saras bharti you have subhash brahmanu from udampur district so you have many people so when you actually go on youtube you will find them they've they've learned and i'm so grateful they've picked up on this whole social media revolution and realized ki ye log to karenge nahi hame khud kuch karna hoga so they are beginning to do that they are they have so you can actually go on youtube and find them there ruhi juhi singh you have uh, varsha jamwal so a lot of these uh, vanshika jaral you have these artists coming up and of course the more well known if, if you look at literature you have narsing dev jamwal you have padma sachdev who's known as the mother of uh, dogri poetry and um, so so these are the people but the folk artists you'll find on youtube now they made their channels and they are just i think see what i loved about it see even my biggest grouse even when i looked at coke studio india or pakistan chalo pakistan se to ummeed nahi thi unki to bhasha hai nahi but let me tell you when coke studio pakistan covered all the traditional music they covered pashto they covered sindhi they covered all the languages that are spoken in pakistan balochi every every language punjabi everything i looked at coke studio india i found gujarati i found you know a lot of southern indian languages uh ikkat i i barely found sindhi in coke studio india you know i don't see any mainstream like everything is so punjabi dominated and look i am a punjabi i love punjabi music i love punjabi culture i love everything but the point is as a person who loves different languages of india i i am i am i don't know i'm fascinated by listening to songs in different languages i could not find a lot of you know mainstream artists coming up like you know you know pandit shiv kumar sharma is there but again that's on the instrumental side right that's not on the the side of the language so so if we are talking about the promotion of the language or, like i'll give you an example like saraiki right or siraiki or multani now you'll find more multani songs in coke studio pakistan than coke studio india or maybe you'll not find a single song in coke studio india now multani there are a lot of multani speakers lot of people speak that language similarly lot of people speak dogri language so how the and hell is just, that and not just dogri uh, kushal because there is gojri there are pahadi yeah. singers and uh, there are bhadrawahi singers because if ye ye fulkari ke liye i saw lots of them complaining people from bhadrawa that you know you, you haven't uh, promoted our artists there is padri padar itna sundar ek this is a beautiful exquisite valley it's known as the sapphire valley and uh, you have singers from there there are so many language you know if you just list down the languages spoken in jammu and kashmir you can just go in search of artists from uh, these languages you know from these language groups so there are so many and none of them have uh, gotten a proper platform and though the jammu singers or the dogri singers have still managed to get onto youtube and like i said subhash brahmanu hai saras bharti hai so they are doing their stuff saras bharti comes from a family of uh, folk artists uh, romalo ram ji but uh, even in you know in more far flung uh, districts where gojri or pahadi or bhadrawahi is spoken kishtwadi is spoken you will probably never hear them 
and, and you know maybe in the case of dogri also because it's spoken quite significantly in himachal it still you know yes. comes forward so you know himachali bhi hai so they also kind of come forward and speak okay now i want to get into food so what what are the dogra specialties and let's say if somebody is going to jammu now so they watch this podcast and they say ha bhai hum to abhi jammu jayenge so tell them some places where they can have good authentic dogra cuisine oh uh, well i'm i'm almost nervous saying this because i don't want to miss out on anything varna social media pe i will have jammu going for my throat so um i would say if you go to jammu city jammu city in itself you know it's it's a street food delight street food delight you have things like and you will get food anywhere you go into the old city you will find excellent food there will be people ready to see another thing is kushal we are deprived of that kind of a traffic and attention and i would say love so anybody lands up lands up in jammu city and says on the social media i am here help me there will be lots of jammuites who are very friendly people very trusting so they will help you with you know kahan jana hai but otherwise jo street food hai usme kaladi kulcha ho gaya rajma kulcha ho gaya rajma chawal you know our testometer for a dogra is do you have rajma chawal on a sunday uh, afternoon so anybody who doesn't have rajma chawal on sunday afternoon is not a dogra he is not a full blooded dogra so rajma chawal ho gaye our mithais also our desserts also are very some of them like patisa from kud uh, it's really famous it's it's a it's a flaky mithai i don't even know how to describe it but you must have it when you go there there are outlets in jammu it's called the prem sweets they are the most famous patisa shop but there are other shops also so there is ambal so if you're having rajma chawal we eat it with ambal and chane ki dal ambal is a khatta meetha kaddu ka dish hota hai which is made as you rightly said we share a lot culturally with himachal pradesh so it's made there also we have madra we have mani we have kheer so you can go into uh i would say just go into any dogra home and uh, or you go to one of these good travel agents and you can follow voice of dogras also to get an idea of or reach out to us and we'll direct you so there is a lot uh, that is to be explored so come over to and for the non vegetarians i am a vegetarian but for the non vegetarians uh, there is khatta meat which is a dish very popular amongst the dogra rajputs and they make it with anar dana so anar dana ki chutney then samba mein we have these uh, you know these very famous uh, gulgulas lots and lots of food just come over to jammu we'll help you just a uh, off beat question is pehlwan di hatti any good anymore it is it is it is quite good it is quite uh, popular and um, uh, but there are many more there are many more in the city like rawalpindi and these are really really old shops so they are lesser known but if you do a city tour and lots of these travel groups in jammu do that for you you know they'll take you into these uh, into the city with its narrow lanes and with a you know it's 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 from a different era altogether so all these shops exist like sai di hatti and uh, you can go there and you will also get a lot of good food now pehlwan di hatti is going to give me bad rasgullas because i have just said that you must go to the other shops but yeah pehlwan di hatti sai di hatti all these older shops also you must explore i forgot kaladi i'm going to be killed for this kaladi is a cheese a local cheese made in jammu region and in fact you mentioned aditya so let me give you a story i started talking to aditya because he made the mistake of calling it kashmiri cheese this was many years back so i wrote to aditya on the on messenger i didn't know him i just knew him as a journalist so i wrote to him and i said how dare you ye to jammu ka cheese hai 
एक चीज हमारी है वो भी तुम ले जा रहे हो सो आई एम लाइक नो यू हैव टू करेक्ट इट सो दैट्स हाउ आई स्टार्टेड टॉकिंग टू आदित्य एंड 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 द फनी स्टोरी इज इट लॉट्स ऑफ डोगरा यूथ वर राइटिंग मी मनुदी सी दिस इज व्हाट आदित्य हैज डन ये किया इन्होंने कलाड़ी को भी कश्मीरी बना दिया तो आई सेड यू टॉक टू देम नोबडी वांट्स टू टॉक टू आदित्य सो आई एम लेफ्ट टू टॉक टू आदित्य एंड से नो दिस इज आवर चीज यू बेटर करेक्ट इट सो कलाड़ी यू मस्ट हैव इट्स टू डाई फॉर एंड रामनगर इज वेयर इट कम्स फ्रॉम सो यू हैव कलाड़ी कुलचा and you have these kaladi parathas and uh, they are just they are just a sinful delight you will love it all right all i can say to each and every one is bhai samal ke khana zyada mat khana aur agar khaoge uske paas vyayam zarur karna please work out after that nahi to baad mein bologe kushal bhai i heard you i went to these places aur mera wajan badh gaya dekho wajan badhne ka mera kaam nahi hai <laughs> mera aim tumhara wajan badhana nahi hai mera kaam hai batana ki jammu ka different culture hai so before we wrap it up uh, Manu, so any last things that you want to talk about uh, before we wrap today's discussion? I think I would because you have such a uh, you know uh, such a diverse audience and you have uh, primarily people listening from all over the world and India. I would like to say that please uh, one thing I would request that whenever you talk about Jammu and Kashmir, don't forget Jammu. And if somebody else is talking about Jammu and Kashmir, please ask why is Jammu not represented? It will help us a lot because that's how uh, there will be a demand to know what Jammu. feels and says and you know what its history and unique culture and heritage is secondly as i told you tourism is doing so well in jammu region because there is a there's lots to see and it's a peaceful stable region very welcoming people very safe and there is basoli i i i want to mention here you know there there is this very very beautiful area of basoli with its lakes and this used to be a very beautiful hill kingdom and the basoli paintings and basoli pashmina which is actually a better quality pashmina than the kashmiri pashmina is uh, you can get it there so come over see basoli come to kishtwar come to bhadarwa come to punch rajori come to udhampur come to all these places come visit us we are also a great destination for people of deep faith because we have so many of these shakti shrines and shiva shrines and and these are all cave shrines so even if you are not very deeply religious the treks to these caves is is a delight for any uh, you know adventure enthusiast or a trekker so there are these amazing trails i did one almost got lost but it was so much fun and um, you won't get lost please come we are there and you reach out to us on social media ek pukar lagayenge aap jammu ke logon ko they will be there and they are uh, very very happy to help and guide that's all i would say so speak up for jammu please guys all right awesome so guys uh, i have left uh, the link to manu's website in the description of the podcast also Uh, a link to her twitter handle so please follow her on twitter also follow the voice of dogras on twitter uh, i insist uh, the beauty of india let me tell you this uh, i know i'm a punjabi and punjabi culture is like you know in the veins of india you can go to the southernmost part or any part of india you'll find punjabi food uh, it's not a bad thing but i think as indians the beauty of this country has always been so i always say this right i am born and raised in maharashtra in a gujarati area of mumbai So I always say I'm 33% Marathi, 33% Punjabi, 33% Gujarati, and the balance one percent जो रह गया is North American because I spent time in that country too, and I have a deep, lot of deep love and affection for both America and Canada, and the other countries in North America, Mexico. I don't uh, have anything against you either, but the whole point is that the beauty of our Indian culture has always been celebration of each other's culture, celebration of each other's languages. different cuisine just imagine uh, you know you just travel 100 kilometers even inside maharashtra the food changes 
you know you will have one side of maharashtra having extremely spicy food the other side of maharashtra not having that much uh, spice in their food and this applies to every place in india the reason for today's podcast like i said in today's discussion in the beginning was that it's not that we should not talk about kashmir i think kashmir is also a part of india but let's be very honest when it comes to the discussion of the state and always remember the name was always jammu and kashmir jammu was literally you know ignored not spoken about nobody gives a damn about it well i hope that after this podcast at least some of us talk about it some of us make an effort to always remember that there is always a jammu in jammu and kashmir so on that note i would like to end today's podcast and once again manu thanks a lot for coming on the podcast and i hope to have many more discussions in the future with you thank you kushal loved being here all right guys it's time to wrap it up as always please like the video subscribe to the channel leave a comment please follow manu on twitter and also support the voice of dogras if you like what i'm doing over here on the podcast please become a member on the youtube channel or you can become a member you know subscriber on patreon holi is around the corner why don't you gift your liberal friends a charvak podcast liberal holi t-shirt so please go to the charvak podcast website uh, you know kushalmehra.com and buy some charvak podcast merch i will see you guys next time with another interesting discussion until then namaste take care goodbye